All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen, we are about to head our way into the second international break of Come on, this you season. Dave's excited about his club arsenal. We'll give him a moment to talk about that as we get into this podcast. Come on, you got We've got lots to do, lots to give the listeners as they endure the second international break. Just of when the you season. think, Scott, the storylines can't get deeper and more crazy. This is a Premier League, oh, and yeah. as the Men in Blazers so aptly put, the script writers could never have seen this coming. Well, they continually outdo themselves year after year. Yeah, Here we are. Because they, they ended the season already. It's so it's so weird <laughs> it that is it's already over. It, it makes me nervous there, as there, a Liverpool fan that you're saying that. There is a plot that is probably over. I don't know, But there's guys. plenty. Stop stop it right now because we'll, we'll get to this. No, here's the plot the, that is fascinating. The team in question had one loss last year. And they have amazing team chemistry going forward. Their main goal is to win the league, not Champions League. Also true. They will put every front foot proper forward. And I didn't mess that saying up That's all right. in a big way. Here's yeah, where the script foot proper forward. But here's the exact <laughs> correct way. Here's where the script writers got it amazingly right, though, is that Liverpool has a chance to tie the record for most league wins in a row at Old Trafford. And that's why it's not going to happen? Well, maybe not. This oh, is no, a perfect... Of course it's happening. Of course it probably will. We should talk about but this I, in the I, middle, I, I the middle be, part I of the podcast. I want to be on the record in saying there's a good chance as as the script writer... You, would you wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. That's how the league is. This, that, that's true. This is I a agree week, with that. This is a game week where City just lost at home against Wolves. Yeah, crazy. United just lost at... Already relegated Newcastle. Not not even in the relegation zone now. Well, they will Newcastle. They're, they're still relegated. They're still relegated. It's fine. It's Scott, fine. Scott, don't think I haven't <laughs> thought of the fact that our bet's still on. Spurs got blown out by Brighton and Hove Albion. This was a bizarro game week, and the average points for a fantasy Premier League player of 36 is another indication of how crazy this game week was. We're going to get into all of that. But first, we have to do a little bit of housekeeping, Dave. Right. A little bit of housekeeping Fine. here first. We are not a family-friendly podcast, necessarily. I mean, we do use... Yes, we are. I mean, we're not unfamily-friendly. I don't know that I'd want my children to listen all the way through this most of the time. <laughs> we're definitely not geared towards family. I use a squeaky toy. The squeaky toy sound effect is 
almost always in full effect where it needs to be. But we had a little bit of an error. Something slipped past the sensors last week. <laughs> Isn't that right, Dave? No. I, I Okay. I, you I used... went back and named it the minute and second and went back and listened, and I never <laughs> heard BS in there. Now, you said... Okay. Which is normally a word that we censor. Sure. And rightfully so. Sure. Just so that if dads are listening in the car with, with their, their kids. That's exactly right. They're not going to have to worry about what their kids might hear. That's correct. But. Be- because we all have kids and we. we and we, we want to be able to listen to our own podcast. That exactly is exactly right. right. That's exactly. So, so therefore we're all sensitive to that. Sure. And but, I am. Now listen. But I, this particular. Got through. I produce it. Sometimes a jammer <laughs> might get through. Sure. A D PG. or H, because PG. I probably just beeped those out. A D-A-M-N or a H-E-L-L. Oh, good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for whatever reason, spell, right, no, Brian? Don't but whatever, for whatever reason, about halfway through last week's episode, you decided, it's fine. I did. It's not. <laughs> Everyone can go back and look. I think it's in the 38th minute, like the 30th second. Give it a listen. I think I nailed it. Uh, after several... <laughs> Several people had already heard the <laughs> that had passed through the sensors. Oh my lord! It's fine. We're done. We're we, never we... gonna have this much beeping again. Well, you know, maybe. I don't know. You were coming after me last week, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm guarded and ready. My shields are up as we get started <laughs> on this week's podcast. Hey, that's what we're here for. Let's get on to what we do here, Brian. What do you say? Yeah, let's review and let's talk about uh, the matches. Let's start. You know what, Dave? I'm going to give you this one. Let's yeah? start in defense. Yes. The highest scoring defender okay. in the game week yeah. was one of your gunners. It came in the Arsenal 1 Bournemouth nil result that nobody was watching, but that's so okay. I, I, except me. Except I was you. Watching. Except you. I knew in our Slack thread that I was the only one watching that game, <laughs> but that's fine, whatever. I it was felt like it was my goal to update everyone because no one actually cared about it. You game. you did a wonderful job, too. Uh, hold on. My guess, because honestly, I don't know. If, in factually, I have not looked. Yes, my, you do. You can guess. I, it would say, I would say Chambers. Babe. It's the goal scorer. David Luiz. Okay, duh, duh, duh. okay I, knew, I knew that. Come on. Well, Chambers was man of the match. I think he should have been. Not, not, hey, Bourbon. Let Dave think here. <laughs> Put David's brain down for a minute and just let Dave have this. <laughs> I Dave, haven't even had enough yet. Who's who is it? It's Louise. David Louise. Yes, David. That Louise. Is exa- David Louise David with a headed goal. Louise, yes. Pepe gets an assist, Brian. Yes. Um, that's that, not enough, but it's still It's not enough. And and Yes, he got an assist here, so you like that. David Luiz did like uh, hilarious, of course, men in blazers every time with the siren saying David Luiz did something good. Right. right. Or did they say did something right? Sure. Uh, either way. Either way, they're the best at what they do. So Yeah, Pepe should have had more than one assist on the David Luiz goal. He should have had two assists for the two takedowns that Diego Rico had on oh him gosh. in the box. At least one. But Scott, you, Scott, you want to talk about you want Let's to talk, talk about, about defenders. Luis. You still want to talk about this? Is it? Look, I, I'm not. I'm not going to own David Luiz, especially because he might have gotten a, a small knock. I just for five five eight, he's too expensive. There's if you really want to go to an Arsenal defender, and I do believe that their defense is getting a little better. Just pump. I get it because they've been horrible. I think they're getting a little better. I think what's sharpening them is the fact that there's guys on their, in quote, second team 
that are ready to take starters places like the next game with with tyranny bellerin and holding all sitting there waiting to play yeah and you had two of those guys on the bench this week that's right that's right so one and the third is on the way one one bellerin was not there yep but he's but he's em- close. Emery says he, he wants to see him in a few more matches right. before he's ready. But but his injury was a little different and a little bit more serious than than Holdings and especially Tyranny's. Tyranny yeah. never had a wicked serious injury, so they want to make but sure. But David Luiz needed a goal here to make sure he could maintain his spot, and Socrates is on notice. Look, at, I mean, technically this isn't a surprise, right? I mean, Luiz is always good for one or two of these a year. Right, like he's always been good in the air. He's a good passer. Those are those are his good qualities. It's his dumb qualities that the Salah shirt tug in the box, right, Scott? Or, or, sure. or what game was that? Right, those are the boneheaded things. You're like, God bless. Just don't do the dumb things. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he still hasn't broken even yet. This goal got him closer to, to zero, but he's still he's still on the negative side in terms of big plays that he's in, impacted this season. I, I can't and, argue that, and that's why we we really don't need to spend any more time on him. Even though I'm the guy that usually likes to talk about the dream team more than less. Dave, is there anything else about your Arsenal club you'd like to share? Maybe a moment, an Arsenal moment you'd like to provide? Look, I want to bring up the fact that they're third in the table. And I know how crazy that sounds because, honestly, I've been kind of down on them some weeks. I still feel like Socra- I'd feel better if Socrates and Xhaka weren't starting, but the fact that Ozil wasn't in the team again was kind of cool. Xhaka is your boy. You need to embrace Granite Xhaka. Why do I need to do that? Apparently, he's like the clubhouse leader, he's, man. He's an, He does seem to, for whatever reason, be an LRD. He is your LRD. Uh, he's, he's Timothy Oliphant's greatest character. But for whatever reason, he, here's the thing. He might be one of these guys where you, I, I just, I don't even know who that is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think you just got to surround him. Do you want him to finish that? No, thing? I want you to keep going. Okay. With the, <laughs> with the proper people. Yeah. Um. It. So I don't know. I, I, I and maybe, maybe Sabios and Guendozi and or the fact that there's other people that are right there to come in and play. I think maybe Emery not playing Ozil is kind of a marker to everyone else that says, Hey, my highest paid guy, I could give three craps about playing him. Yeah. So, there are, this, Everyone else this, better tighten up. The Arsenal top to bottom now. I mean, every, anyone who's going to make the squad every week, the uh, Arsenal feels a bit loaded. They they feel deeper than they have been in a long time. Yeah, a lot of their young players have been playing at very high levels. And I'm telling you, you are you're basically a Virgil away from doing the same thing that Liverpool's done over the last few years, and Unai Emery's doing it already in his second season. It's happening for you, Dave. Just be a little bit more patient. It, it is cool to see. Look, they, they brought in Gwendozi. Scott, you mocked Gwendozi when he came in last year. I did, last, last year. year, yeah. Which is fair. No one ever heard of it. You're like, well, you French to- second division? Who cares? What a signing. Uh, he's turning to be the best midfielder. He's the most consistent midfielder. He's Emery played, knew what he was doing. He clearly had scouted him. him. Yep. Also... He Emery kind of took some heat, and this is probably the most underwhelming signing of the summer for Arsenal. It's Gabriel Martinelli, mm-hmm. and I know he hasn't played much in the Premier League. He did get a cameo today, yep. had a shot, and two looked, goals. Two goals in Europa League will do that for you, though. Yeah, well, it, three goals in his last two, ro- two right. Europa oh, yeah, yes, matches. Yes, you're right. But he's the best player on the pitch in those ro- Europa matches. And granted, I know it's not Premier League. You know, he's not playing as Premier. You League can only talent. play who you're scheduled to play. Anyways, bottom line is a lot, you add Joe Willick and Reese Nelson, and, and 
fantasy wise, they're not relevant. As an Arsenal fan, I love it, but it's just younger guys that you can rely on. So I, that's making the team better. It's not like the starters can just show up and know that they have a job because no one's going to take their place. There are hungry young guys on their heels, and it's it's fun to watch. Very good. Bami Yang and Callum Wilson, neither of them put in anything in terms of fantasy points in this match. But I want to say this. Well, it's interesting with Callum Wilson, right? So, Brian, one of your knocks on Callum is Lack he of doesn't shots. shoot enough. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and nobody, I noticed this. And nobody did today for Bournemouth. No Period. one shot much. And so, as an Arsenal fan, I like the fact that they were able to limit shots. Callum Wilson, Bournemouth was bad in the first half. It was embarrassing, honestly. They played with... They played much better in the second half. Callum Wilson got his first shot off in the 92nd minute. Mm. And so I'm just – that was his one and only shot, I think. I could be wrong, but I, the one, at least that I remember. Yeah, and guys went, guys went close. I think Solanke had a, had a shot that went close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I there think was one Ryan that, Frazier, I think, when, when he finally got in, I yeah. think he – Frazier always looks dangerous. I just – Yeah. Yeah. But in, in, in fantasy-wise, Frazier got on the pitch today. It's the first time I feel it seems like feels like he's been on in a little, little while. So moving through the defense in our dream team, let's talk about Newcastle one, Manchester United nil. Newcastle provided two players in the dream team this week. We'll start with defender Jetro Willems. Really? Jetro. Jetro he gets up there. He plays What do you he mean? Plays like forward. flying high? Gets up there? Yeah, he climbs Jet up. Trump? Yeah, he climbs ladders and gets onto the top of stadium. <laughs> no, he gets forward a lot. He he gets uh, up the pitch. Yes, I mean his minutes have been sporadic here over the is this over the totality of, of eight weeks. No, but uh, this is his fifth match out of eight with any kind of fantasy points. Now his last three matches that he has played, he has scored seven, six, and twelve. Yeah. But Newcastle has generally done better as a whole in defense in those matches too. So you're you're really counting on Newcastle doing better in order for Jetro to continue to play well. Something that I'm not going to be banking on. However, I did, did watch. That, on, that can't be brushed over. That's weird. That, I mean, that's honestly when we're looking at already relegated Newcastle. That's good right. Lord, I can't say it. That's it's all right. Seven against Liverpool. Six against the Trashbirds. And 12 against United, and he did not play against the drubbing that they uh, had against Leicester. That's pretty impressive. It makes me want to keep my eye on him, even though they got, I mean, look, they got, they're at Chelsea next week. You don't expect much there, but after that, there's some games that they're, they can compete in. For, for a few weeks at least, yep. That's absolutely true. Still not buying. Still no, not I'm not why, either. Why would you buy already? Really? Well, I, it's, I, it's easy to look at them more favorably after they've had a result. If here. I'm looking at a four-five guy, I, like in that scenario, I would rather have a Callum Chambers. Yeah. At four-four, there's a lot of guys at four-five that you could go to. Yeah. And you would go to before. Jeff yeah, I'd feel Williams. better with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's um, keep it in the defense, though. I was watching this match earlier today, and I had a realization, Brian. Uh huh. Here in the United States, people are going crazy over the lack of playing time and the general poor performance so far for Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Christian Pulisic is the best American export right now. Right now. And the he, fact that he's playing in he's England. He's our great red, white, and blue hope. He really is. The national team is is going to be built around Christian Pulisic for the next few years. With that said, watching this match, I realized we are not giving enough attention as American soccer fans to what 
to the person who truly is the best American footballer that we have, and that's DeAndre Edlin. He returned from injury, got a full full appearance here in this match. He is the best American footballer that that we have right now. He's kind of fallen out of out of sight just because his injuries kind of kept him out for a while. He hasn't played this season until he he made an appearance last week, and then he started this week. And he plays for Newcastle, and I get it. You know, you know we're talking about already relegated Newcastle. But I'm telling you, DeAndre Yedlin, the fact that he has been able to sustain a starting role for a Premier League club for this many years, and he's still in his mid-20s, DeAndre Yedlin is the best American footballer. All you Pulisic he's people not out than there. Pulisic. He absolutely is. At his position, absolutely. He is a better right back than Christian Pulisic is winger. That's fair. I don't think that's that crazy. You haven't seen one second of Christian Pulisic. I mean, you just see... You just see what you hope he can do. He I got think. some minutes today and did some work. Yeah, he got an assist today. That's great. But I think I mean I, I, I think it's fair enough in the that. sense that I think that's fair enough in the sense that Yedlin is still around. Listen, yeah. I'll admit that that's like one he's that, finally healthy and coming right back in the starting lineup with his different manager. Yeah, that's fair. He's done it through multiple managers at this point. I, I get that that's one of those takes that can't be definitively proven either way. But I, I, I'm. I feel pretty confident. I mean, I like that they're both playing for the United States. Let's be honest when they're both healthy. But I'm a big DeAndre Edlin fan. Let's skip to Wait, the midfield. Wait, one, one second. All right. Just to say, so on the NBC Predictor app. Okay. This is not a Predictor app podcast. The last <laughs> match was New- Newcastle and Manchester United. Okay. Yeah. And my prediction for that was 0-0. Yes, you were close. I was close. I was wrong, but I was close. And my feeling was, you know what, you know what Newcastle has to do. We all know what Newcastle's going to do from now on. Just they need, try to get draws at home. It's right? what they. It's what fans and and people covering Newcastle said in the preseason as soon as they hired Bruce Steve Bruce, which was we're playing for seventeenth. That's right. So my thought was they're at home. They don't want to drop points. We need to nick a win wherever we can, and they did that today. That's exactly that's all they needed to do is what they did against Spurs. They can do that at home against Manchester United. And and I also want to say this: Arsenal beat them first game of the year, one nothing, one nothing on a ba- on a giveaway near the end of the game yeah. that Aubameyang scored on a. It was a bad giveaway that was that led to a one on one with Aubameyang. That's correct. And Dubravka. Yeah, that game was really close. So. Coming up, third place Arsenal. I'm just saying. That's right. After the break, <laughs> I'm not saying you're buying them, but I'm saying they play at Chelsea. I don't think you want them there, but you know what their tactic is. After that, you're saying Jetro Williams might be an option. I'm just saying they have look color coded options. You get a lot of green. Oh, man, come on, guys. It's, I'm just saying. Look, you they play look, wo- Wolves at home. This is already. Away. I'm going to Bournemouth at home. Aston Villa away. Like you, you have matches here where the players, it's not unusable, is what I'm saying. Scott, they might have belief. They're not going to be favored in any of those matches. Of course so not. They, They're not they favored to do anything, and they, they certainly were not favored to go to beat United one nothing today. When are, you, when are you going to look at Jetro Willems and think, this is the week? This is the week to bring there him is, in. There isn't a week that I look at Rico and say, hey, I'm going to. I mean, is there a week you look at Martin Kelly and go, this is great? You know what? It's Kelly. about every week right now that Good that's the Lord. case. Let, 
how many how many tenths? How many How many tenths did Yannick Vestergaard go up this season? Yeah, two so far. Point two. Yeah. And how's everyone liking the Vestergaard points in the last few weeks? <laughs> everyone really still enjoying the Yannick Vestergaard points? <laughs> I think they are, right, Brian? Did, they, no, did no, the Vestergaard I, he, owners... They did pretty good this week, did right? Did the 5.2 million pound Yannick Vestergaard owners enjoy his zero when he didn't even touch the, the, the match today? No, he wasn't in the match today? No, no. he didn't even play. No. So what I'm saying is... Oh, that's right. He didn't even make the team. People, people buy all kinds of people for all kinds of weird <laughs> reasons. And I just think... <laughs> Yeah, yes, Scott. Look, well, I'm glad that we're willing to recommend those guys. On I'm this just podcast. saying, Fabian Cher is in the top. 12. I do. I do get tempted by Fabian Cher. In, in the top twelve frequently. here, Willems is in the top thirty. He's probably approaching top twenty. All right, I get that. I get that. That's on the back of a few big performances. I'm what I'm saying. Point is, is made. Jamal Lascelles is four point four. For example, you know Jamal Lascelles is going to play. That's true. You know for sure if he's you know if he's involved in a win, Jamal Lascelles is going to have Get some a clean points. Sheet. Yeah, he's going to. I mean, he and he's well, and he's a and he's as much of a he's a bonus point guy. He's as much of a goal threat as a center back as any other center. That's true. Back. That's fair. So I'm just saying, Almost it's not. As good as it's I just don't think it's crazy. <laughs> All right, our Newcastle quotient or our quota that, is up. That's true for that's Newcastle. Fact. Not that's quite. <laughs> You got more, Brian? <laughs> a little bit. In a little wow. bit. Not right now. All right. In a little bit. Yeah. All right. We'll be ready for that. Uh, hopefully, Dave will edit all of it out. Matthew Longstaff made his debut, and he made the Dream Team. There's only one way to go from here, and it's down. But Matthew Longstaff, enjoy it while it lasts. So, all of a sudden, I hear Longstaff scored, and I instantly think, oh, Longstaff. Yeah, I know that guy. Sean Longstaff, of course. And then I'm like, M. Longstaff. Yeah. What? That was Newcastle has two long staffs. Yeah, yes, that's they're right. brothers. And they started together. Out, they that, are brothers. That's really why United. It just was not fair. They did. There's no way they could have prepared for both long staffs. That's true. You can't beat that kind of chemistry. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and Matthew, look. You know what else Scott was fun with Matthew Longstaff? What, Dave? Uh, we thought we had lost our Newcastle ginge. In in Jack Colback, but we now have a new Ginger Hope mm-hmm. in Matthew Longstaff. Jack Colback, who? Matthew Longstaff. Long live Longstaff. That's right. Long live Longstaff. All right. Are we done now? I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Just for now, though, right? Uh, a thousand people are going to buy Matthew Longstaff yes. to make him their cheapest possible fifth midfielder. Congratulations, everybody who I mean, does that. He probably bought himself another start at least with this guess. performance. Yeah. He did do very well. Uh finishing the defense, we had David Louise, we had Jetrit Williams. We need to also mention the third defender, Lewis Dunk. Brighton three, Spurs nil. My favorite part of it is that Lewis Dunk uh this pains Brian so that bad. Lewis oh, Dunk know. is the fifth is he fifth in defender scoring sixth overall in defender scoring right now on three matches he has scores that are good in three matches and it's good enough for sixth place overall in scoring and i would guess if you owned lewis dunk you probably weren't starting him this week i can't imagine that you were Looking at you, Travis. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I and it's not. There's that's no fault. There's no fault sure. in that. What I'm saying is, like, who 
in their right mind would feel great and or if they had options is starting Dunk this week. You you probably, if you had him, you were probably okay starting him against Watford away first match. Probably didn't feel great about it, but that's but that one's okay. I can't think of one reason why you start him in any match after that, especially after his scores. I mean, there's not one reason that you... I, it, not just... Not just starting him, not starting him. And yet, why, why this would is you not the first him? season he's done this, Brian. Here no. he is again. Is Lewis Dunk the kind of guy that we should all have had in our lineups all along for the second year running and just leave him in there and enjoy the points when they come in? You said fifth overall? Sixth, Who yeah. wouldn't want that? No, it's really good. You should want that. Of course you want the sixth overall defender on your team. You should buy him now. <laughs> you should buy him and play him. You should play him next week. I mean, their next four matches aren't terrible. At oh Villa. yes, definitely at Aston Villa. What? There's no. There's no way that could go bad for Brighton. None. Uh, is at that Aston Villa. sarcasm? Okay. Home against Everton. <laughs> absolutely a shoe in. Yeah, that sure. is. They will right. absolutely beat Everton at home. Yeah, sure. And then Norwich definitely. That one actually you would do that. They I actually think you, might. Yeah, I yeah, think you sure. really would do that. But no, I can't fault anybody who has Lewis Dunk. Especially not against Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> you are such a jaded Spurs fan right now, Brian. Hey, listen, I went no, I, when I learned that KDB was out. My my, I, I took my first negative four this season, and I went from KDB. And I did the easiest thing I could do. I went to Sun. Yeah, a lot of people did. His price went up this yeah. week. He was he was what like the seventh most transferred in, I think, of all players going into this game week. Sun and Kane. I had them both. Brightens the matchup. I knew it was a way. I still felt okay with it. Sure. I think I got to combine maybe four points from those it two It wasn't guys. good. Yeah. Not at all. But you know who scored a lot more points than both of those guys combined? It was one Aaron Connolly. He's in your forward line for this week's dream team. Yeah. Aaron Connolly, after four consecutive ones, he puts in 13 fantasy points. Hey, you want someone that's going to actually get into games? Who's your cheap, your third forward? It's Aaron Connolly. So Mason Greenwood owners, I'm talking to myself here mm, as I'm looking at interesting. The, the point one that I've lost on Mason Greenwood since I had never, ever took him out of my lineup. Easy switch. At Four least five. If, if you're going to hold on to him, you might as well... You might as well have a guy who is at least going to play six minutes instead of the most mostly zero minutes. At least he's going to be a play. sub. At least there's going to be a chance he can come in. Yeah. And look, if and, he continues that stuff, and now he's a and now he's a he a might Brighton. work now his he, way into some starting lineups. He's a Brighton hero now. To be clear, I just want to be crystal clear. This is obvious to many, but to make sure that that it's crystal clear. Aaron Connolly is an option if you're playing a 4-4-2 or a 3-5-2 formation and your third forward's on your bench. We're not really recommending him if you want a front three in your lineup. No, not at all. Okay. No, but for, sure. I'm, but I mean, if you have Mason Greenwood or one of those guys, that's yeah, not... Yeah, but if you, you have you're a front not, three, you're not even considering him anyway. So I feel like that's a mute point. If you have a front three, you're not... There's you're not no considering way, transferring him in. No. I just want to make sure that that's clear. I don't, I don't want anyone who... Like, I have a front three. 
I don't have a 4.5 forward. All my forwards are in the 7 to 9 range, right? So then this guy would never even be an option for you. Correct. And I want to make sure that those who are in a similar situation know that that's the case. No, but I mean, I think everybody that bought... The reason why Mason Greenwood was so popular to start the season was because... He's 4.5 and he might A, he had a good preseason. His price has gone down now, though. Right. He's 4.4 Greenwood owners, you're going to have to go up a tenth to get Aaron Connolly, which is crazy. Yes, that's exactly right. Well... It's annoying... It's I'll annoying say as hell, it's, but it's still something that you're going to have to do. I own Jordan Ayew at 5-0. Yeah, that move has been made by, by many smart owners prior to this week because Mason Greenwood was was obviously not going to. And Jordan Ayew just happening. scored nine points again. I know. It's he's, up, he's at 5-1 if you're going to go to him now. But of course now. I didn't have him in the game, right? Of course. Of course he's on my bench. Jordan Ayew, by the way, and you know some longtime listeners all season are already sick of me hearing hearing me say this but we do a points per pound squad on our facebook page each week and i'm going to be posting this later this week on our facebook page so find us at fantasy soccer fc jordan Ayu is your third highest he's on the bench now for points per pound at forward he has 6.35 points per pound on the season with this week's performance yeah and he keeps starting games oftentimes he's subbed yeah but he's, he continues to yeah, start. Yeah, it doesn't matter he's and the he, most useful and he's gonna cheap def- at, cheap forward at, yes at 5-0 you know, again, I regret not playing him, but it's one of those things that, like, well, how did I know this All right. week was going to be the quick week? third forward question for you, Brian? Yeah, Aaron Connolly or Jordan Ayew? Factor I mean, in the price. No, if I had the, you know, if I, I would try to make the money happen to get Ayew. Ayew, Dave, are you I, tempted by Aaron Connolly at all? A little bit, actually. But what if he starts? If he starts? If he begins to start games? I mean, Neil Maupay still. Yes, he's number one option at Brighton. Yes. Let's be clear. Yes, this is his this is his attacking team now and uh so much so that I mean Glenn Murray is uh He's an afterthought. Glenn Murray is a is a is relief. He's yes. he's 10 minutes at the end of the match. Yeah. Maybe. And with this kind of energy, this kind of, you know, even if it is a substitution, you know, that's what that's what you want at the end of, you know, at the end of a match. I agree with Brian. If I can make the money work, which I've already done, then I want IU. I'm not ready to move to Connolly, but if I'm going to be keeping my eye on that kid. It's worth saying Brighton has had some, you know, it's had its own share of rough luck to start the season, uh, some harsh results. But Graham Potter's trying to play positive football at Brighton. Yes. And that, that can only sure. mean good things for Brighton forwards. With that said, they are still Brighton forwards, so keep that in mind. Before we go on to the next player in our dream team we need to discuss, we need to hear a word from this week's podcast sponsor. Oh, nice. Great. I brag about you to anyone outside, but I'm a man of the woods. It's my pride. Hi, I'm Aaron Connolly, forward for Brighton and Hove Albion. It's timely. Winter is quickly approaching. Which is why you should consider getting your coonskin cap from Fur Hat World. Fur Hat World's coonskin and Davy Crockett style hats are made with prime quality fur from the northern U.S. and Canada. They feature a full fur exterior and include a genuine fur tail. It's the perfect retro fashion look. Plus, it'll match the look of my real hair. To find the perfect hat for you, go to FurHatWorld.com. Yeah, thanks, Connolly. I probably will look into that. I have been thinking about a fur hat. I was thinking a lot about Aaron Connolly's hair during this match. Oh, yeah. Clearly. All right, let's skip to 
Our top scoring goalkeeper for the week in the Dream Team is Ben Foster of Watford. He scored 10 points. Did he? After a Watford nil, Sheffield United nil result. Uh, you probably, if you have Ben Foster, if you're one of the, what, 1.4% of people who own him, A, congratulations <laughs> for holding this entire time. B, uh, this was probably the first time this season uh, that you were comfortable starting him, I think. You'd say Newcastle away. You probably look at that and say, "Okay, I I can do that." But there's not one other match in the entire beginning of their season that you were like, "I'm very excited to have Ben Foster and we'll be starting him this week against Everton or West Ham or Arsenal or Manchester City or away to Wolves." So, the second time in the entire season that you could have used him is against Sheffield. Good job. And that's enough Watford. Yeah, probably so. And the lack of of any goals in this match means that, you know, when it comes to someone like John Lundstrom, who, I mean, he's been so good throughout the season so far that even I've decided I have to own him after my first half wild card. He is the highest scoring player in all of FPL in terms of points per pound. He's the only one to not even break the eight pound, uh, sorry, the eight point barrier. He's also broken nine points. He's a full point and a half higher than everyone else in terms of points per pound. He's been outstanding. He scored five more points here in this match because he's listed as a defender and Sheffield United earned a clean sheet. Thanks for the yellow, John Lundstrom. (laughs) Yes, it would have been six if it hadn't been for the yellow. Uh, Dave, before we can leave this match, I need to quickly read the Chris Wilder quote of the week. Oh, my favorite segment. As long-time listeners know, the manager quote of the week this season has become the Chris Wilder quote of the week. Favorite new segment, at least. This man is just so gosh darn quotable. Now, after this match, I think Chris Wilder was just as bored with the nil-nil scoreline as everybody else was because he didn't have a whole lot to say about this match in particular. Uh, What he chose to do was kind of look at the eight matches played so far as a whole and kind of look ahead to what's coming after the international break. So, Dave, I'm going to especially look at you for this one. Yeah. I want to make sure that you hear what Chris Wilder had to say. Oh, boy. He said this. I think we're a couple of points light, but nine points is a decent start. We've got a nice, tasty game against Arsenal to look forward to after the international break. Yes, he does. He said Arsenal is nice and tasty. How do you feel about that? Uh, Well, he's probably correct. Really? Uh, You're, You're just fine with that? I'm okay with that. Look, they've uh, they've been known to make some some snafus and bad decisions, especially defensively. But Blades, I would warn him. Blades are coming for you, bud. I would warn him. <laughs> they're gonna see the dribbling maestro. <laughs> they're gonna. They might see a Lacazette back in the starting lineup, or at least available for a sub. Old Pierre's gonna be coming for him. He might be asking a little bit more. Look, they're not gonna be surprising many people anymore. Okay, so no. everyone knows that going in there, playing at Bromel Lane, you better bring your freaking sword because they're going to have swords. You're coming into a sword fight. So whip out your sword. <laughs> okay. Is that a euphemism? Yes. Okay. All right. So just want no, to clarify. Why, no, why, do you look, wanna, why, are you, why do you want to talk like this? Become, <laughs> come to the game ready to play and come for a battle. All right. And so I think they're going to be ready. I don't think, again, Sheffield has, has been a sort of old Burnley at Turf Moor, right? Like from like three okay. years ago. All right. Where, where Burnley, but, but, Burnley wasn't much, but you never wanted to play at Turf Moor. But New Burnley is old Burnley again. We'll get to them a in a minute. A little bit. 
I don't feel great about saying that, but yeah, they're starting to show signs right. of that. So you're higher on Sheffield than you are Burnley. I well, I own one Sheffield defender and I own one Burnley defender and a Burnley goalkeeper. So I don't know what that says. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. I guess two to one wins. Burnley, you're higher on Burnley. Arsenal will be ready for them, bringing on Bromwell. Nice Lane. and tasty, he said. Chris Wilder, you're going to... All right, we like to mix one. it up on this podcast, but it's time to discuss the top two clubs in the table. Well, let's start with City nil, Wolves 2. Adama Traore with a brace. He scored 16 fantasy points in this match. Shock of the weekend by far, right? I mean, obviously nothing's close. I would guess it took him between 8 and 16 matches to get that many points in his last 8 to 16 matches. He scored one goal in 72 appearances. Yeah, I remember the goal against West Ham. It was like it was back, back you really when you remember it. It was back it, when he was flirting with Hammer's love. It was uh, no, it was at the beginning. It was at the beginning love. of last season, and he scored. He scored. It was like the ninetieth minute or something. Like Hammers that. are his mistress. That it was a it was a nil nil until the until stoppage time, and Adama Traore scored the the winner. Look it up. So look, tell I, me I'm wrong. I was thinking about this. And I don't know if change my if Adama mind, Traore is going to to fit this description. But I was thinking this past week of what can we call players, fantasy players, who are somewhat of a flash in the pan, and we don't and, and as we'll, a fantasy player, yeah, and will probably die off. And so I thought fantasy weed, weeds spring <laughs> up really quick, better than grass, right? And then you, you you sprinkle a little Roundup on them and they'll die off, right? Mm. So I'm just wondering. This like, is not an endorsement of Roundup. Roundup don't sponsor weed us. Weed killer, fine. Weed killer, right. whatever. So my point being is, I feel like Adama Traore, and there's multiple people that might fit into this category, but maybe and maybe this is a stupid analogy. Is he a fantasy weed, right? Is he? A fa- I mean, Scott. He's he, a fantasy nothing. He's a fantasy nothing. He's a fantasy nothing. nothing. Burger. He's a nothing burger. I mean, in fairness to Adama Traore, I'll have a burger with nothing no, on it. But he's not Adama Traore. He's not nothing. He he's he's nothing. He See, looks listen. like an NFL. This is not a National Football League podcast. He looks like an American football linebacker I'll or say running or a back. Fullback. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he look. I mean, yeah. He's he's strong, right? Yeah. He's he didn't play in game week one. In weeks two through seven, he scored 16 total fantasy points, and he scored 16 more here. He doubled his output in this match, to answer your question, Brian, in all seriousness. Yeah. He is the fifth highest points per pound midfielder. On the back of this one performance. On the back of this one performance. He's not going to last in that points per pound squad, although he's currently on the bench. The one big difference is he's been getting the minutes here. Which in this the past season, he so hasn't far, been getting minutes. I, I cannot stress enough how perfect the description is. We talked about this last season in the Wolverhampton Wanderers season preview in the Guardian last season. Nick Miller writing writing the column described Adama Traore as resembling one of those balloons that fly everywhere when you let them go. <laughs> it is one of the most perfect descriptions of a player. Based purely on the unpredictability of what this guy has represented now for two straight seasons, he has he's dynamic. When he's attacking, he looks unstoppable. Some weeks, it obviously doesn't result in a lot because he's not scoring a lot of goals. But in a in this match, 
last week he did this i mean he did the same thing against uh was it did they when when did they play everton game week four he demolished dina in week four so that was kind of the end of dina if i recall he hasn't done anything since (laughs) yeah so there are certain there are certain matchups and something i was gonna say uh something that was was pretty apparent last week was the play between Doherty and Traore playing on that same side. The play between the two of them against Watford was really good. So, and I think, you know, bringing Doherty on here against City, you know, that was when the match turned finally in their favor. So, I don't hate it, especially if those two are going to play at the same time. So I just think the concern with I, no, I there's no um, there's not please do not hear me endorsing going out and buying him. I'm not suggesting that at all. I don't think that you could possibly in your right mind do that. All it took, Ryan, for Traore to score two goals was the center backs for City to be Fernandinho and Otamendi. Yeah. That's all it took was three or four injuries on City's back line <laughs> for them to have that. Well, and let, that's a great transition, Dave, into, we, you know, City, City, we have to discuss them. We have to discuss what happened here with Manchester City. Even though there's not much to discuss in terms of positive fantasy output, we have to, you know, they've earned a, the right to be discussed even in a 2-0 loss. First of all, to your point, Traore's goals were both set up beautifully by Raul. On that first one, Raul made Odomendi look Jimenez. silly. Yes, Jimenez. Whoa. Jimenez made Odomendi. I mean, did you see the way he dribbled around Odomendi in the build-up Odomendi. of the first goal? Yeah, I, don't know what he, I don't know what he was lunging at. I don't either. I but would it rather looked... have Socrates and Louise and Mustafi before Odomendi. <laughs> I can promise you that. I don't disagree, although we can we can discuss Mustafi. But I mean, he made he made Odomendi look silly, and maybe Odomendi made Odomendi look silly. But either way, it was it was a stunning piece of play. You're absolutely right. City is down at least four starters right now, and I don't care who you are. You know, Manchester United. We we didn't talk a lot about them when we were discussing Newcastle at the start of this podcast. United's down at least five starters. City's down at least four starters. I don't think it's any coincidence that that's the case. And both clubs lost. Sorry, Wolves fans, to inferior opponents this week. Yeah. There's, I don't, no, there's no coincidence. There's no, you, no club can lose four to five starters and not be affected. Especially I mean, City at home. Earlier this year, Wolves, they rested four and five guys per match because of all the Europa League matches. What were their results? No club can be down four or five guys and get away with it and, and, and do anything with it. I'm sorry. I don't care what club you are. We have now seen it from the top of the table down to the bottom of the table. If injuries or rotation are affecting you that much, it's going to affect your results. And we saw it on both sides of Manchester this weekend. Scott, it's the same. Take five starters off the Liverpool lineup. They're not going to get results. They're not, right? They're not beating they're Leicester not, this they're week. Not, no, no, it took all their starters <laughs> to beat Leicester And a little bit of luck. Yeah, and a little bit of luck, sure. Absolutely. No, there's no doubt about that. My point is, I'm mostly saying this to... City fans. And or United fans. Well, specifically United fans who want to see Ole out during the international break. I is this think your it, ode to Ole? It is an ode to, an ode to Ole. Yes. Absolutely. It would be a mistake for Manchester United to send him out unless they've got their guy lined up and ready to go who they're going to go with long term. And I don't know who that would possibly be. But if that's not the case, and I think it's probably not, 
if they're going to send OGS out at this point, it would be a huge mistake. They're not going to improve themselves if they do. No club can survive. Like, o Ole has nobody to bring in. He's bringing in the babies as substitutions because there's no one. And the babies he's having to bring in, some of the guys he's bringing in to the squad right now with all these injuries, they're not his guys. They're past managers guys. Yeah. You're going to send him out? Or academy guys. That's true. And I get it. They're not playing inspired football right now. But neither did City here. And I know that City has accomplished so much more than United over the last few years. But we're not anywhere near saying Pep's got to go. Right. I think that United fans need to be more patient with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He's trying to do something there. He's had one window. And when you're at Manchester United, you're not really in charge of the transfer windows. Ed Woodward is. Which that needs to be out Woodward. Well, you see it a lot in the United States where if an owner of a club or you know some kind of team wants to get full like like do do a full turnover at a club, he'll fire his general manager and the coach, right? That's right. To this point, United has only fired the coach. And the results are staying the same. That's exactly right. At some point, it's got to go back to the equivalent of the general manager. Got to. And that's Ed Woodward. And that's Ed Woodward. Absolutely right. Out Woodward. That's the guy who needs to go, not Ole. Look, and here's the bottom line, and I don't care what anyone says. And look, Scott, you'll hate this. The Premier League is better when United is a good team. So... When United is know. a competitive, they can top stay in the bottom team, half forever. When they are, when United is a competitive top team, the Premier League is better. Ed Woodward, get your shit together. I like it when they are have have been knocked off <laughs> perch. <laughs> yep. Can you, I say I that? You. Yeah, you can, but technically, you haven't sat on a perch yet. It's City's perch, so that's true. You haven't knocked anyone off a perch. Well, yet. I, I, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying I'm Liverpool glad United's not knocked. up there. They're in first place at the moment. I'm not speaking for United. I'm speaking Arsenal's about coming United. for you. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal's yeah. coming. Oh yeah. oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about Liverpool. We already are. They had two midfielders make the squad. Uh, the squad being the dream team from game week eight. Sadio Mane scored 12 fantasy points, and James Milner scored 13. Brian? Yes? I have made the move. You want to talk about it again? I've made the move. Um, I am now Team Mane. First of all, let me say one other thing before we talk about... Before you talk about Mane, I would love to know... And I, 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 there is part of this that there's a... I think it's it makes a little bit of sense, so it's not entirely a mystery. But... I find it really odd that the later a player scores a goal, the more likely they are to get bonus a high points. amount of bonus points. Yeah. I to me it it doesn't I don't think that you could just say, Oh, he scored late, so it's the 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 compilation of all that he's accomplished up to that point in the match plus the goal. Because I think most players, if you score early, you're still accumulating statistics after that. So I just find it really odd that Milner getting the penalty here results in maximum bonus points when he had the exact same scoreline, he had the exact same return amount as Mane. And I don't I, I know what Mane's total work rate is. Everybody can see it. It's on display every match. Just find it really odd that it ends up being full bonus points to Milner. Uh, at the very, very, at, like at the death. And this seems to be really consistent in FPL with the way 
the 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 timing of goal scoring seems to impact the amount of bonus points a player gets. I just want to say I find it odd. Everyone go by James Milner. <laughs> no, don't go by James Milner. Sure, look how many points he had. He scored 13 of his 23 on this season in this one match. Do not go by James Milner. But I get why you might become Team Mane. My question for you, Dave, is did you become Team Mane before this match or after this match? After this match. Oh, <laughs> of course. Of course. That's so funny. After this match, Team Mane. Now, where is Mo Salah in terms of his injury? Do we have any update as we record this on Sunday night, Brian? Um, No, but based on the viciousness of it, he's probably never going to walk again. Mm. <laughs> so vicious. I, I have my doubts that the man will be able to father any children beyond this day. He's right. I feel like the emotional scarring of this is probably going to haunt him for the rest of his days yeah so I, all of us need to go to team money huh yeah i really highly recommend well it. i tell you i tell you what Scott. No, the, the the only word is it's the it's the post-match everyone's still a little bit heated i think afterwards uh but every all signs point to him being mostly okay yeah. good not a not not thought to be major well you know what listen if uh if he's not if the referee whoever that was because i don't care at this point Makes, Chris the, Kavanaugh, makes the proper call when Salah straight arm shoves Soyuncu. Oh, don't start. What? Don't there's, start. There's nothing to start there about. There was a it. whole argument on our Slack workspace about this, and I saw it and I chose not to participate. Anyone okay. can look at it. Yeah. Go look at it. Yeah. It's not like I'm seeing anything that any reasonable person that's not a Liverpool fan doesn't see. There was a shove. Yeah. And it should have so been called. Does Soyuncu make the most of it? Sure. No, not at all. I think he did. They were running at full speed. Just like Mane made the most of the of the of the tackle. Listen, you, I, I'm not going to disagree. I think you could. I think it was a 50 50 play. I think Salah could have easily been called for a foul on that push. Oh come on! Aren't you surprised I'm going there with you? I'm glad you're a lot more reasonable than my moron brother <laughs> who listens <laughs> no, you, off the head. Your he brother, knows I'm kidding. Your brother makes a good point. Uh, on one hand, you're going to say Salah is flimsy, clearly. a he... flimsy flopper. On the other hand, you're going to say he can shove a center back like Sunjur all the way down to the ground. You're going to prove my point as well, just What's like your... he did on the Slack channel. What's your point? My point is Salah, whenever he wants the calls, whenever it's convenient for him. Liverpool fanboy wants the calls for Salah whenever it's <laughs> convenient for him. And that's what pisses me off. Oh, Salah got taken down. Oh, Socrates got him in the leg. <laughs> Took his leg off last year when they played. Oh, Longstaff barely touches Salah's elbow when they played Newcastle or whoever that was and falls yeah. down in the box. It was Newcastle. No, I, yeah, no, I know it was Newcastle. I just didn't yeah. know if it was Longstaff. No, I don't think Long it was Longstaff. Live Longstaff. No, I don't think it Anyways, was Longstaff. my Long. point being is I think it was Matthew I've also Longstaff. seen Salah ha- ex- exhibit extreme, extremely well done Hold up play, and or in situations like this when he wants to play when he wants to play the tough guy, don't give me the tough guy, <laughs> and then the flop. <laughs> that's what I don't want to see. see. Pick one. But we've talked about this, Dave. There, it's now, not up to Mo Salah to decide what a referee is going to call and what a referee is not going to call. If a referee is going to buy. Like, did Mane make the most of the penalty that was called at the end of this match? 
Yes. Yes. Was it still a foul? I was completely okay with how that went yes. down. But, okay, so here's my point. Monty didn't probably have to go down. He got kicked, though. He did. He got kicked He good. did. And he, but, but if you watched the replay, you saw he got stomped on. Obviously, I know now from firsthand experience, if you listen to our summer episodes, you know this to that be the case. That hurts. It hurts, yeah. right? There's no protection on yeah. top of your feet. No. It hurts. But at the same time, it takes a moment before Mane throws his body into the air and then down onto the pitch, right? He definitely made the most. It was a little It was a little theatrical, even though it was definitely also yeah, a foul. Yeah, but I didn't think he was em- really embellishing that much. Okay. I, honestly, I really felt like he was fine with it. Well, either way. Because it was a legitimate foul. In the same way, though, Scott, and I don't know if you've seen it, Pepe dribble jukes Rico in the box. Rico gets a toe on the ball, knocks it away, but literally knee and like one arm tackles Pepe in the box. No call by Atkinson. Yeah. No, and VAR reviews it, and VAR doesn't give it. VAR is going to. And I'm like, yeah. at this, I, I think I said to either Brian or on the Slack channel. At this point, I don't know what a what a what a penalty is because if that's not one, and and honestly, and I wanted someone else who's not an Arsenal fan to look at it and say, hey. Am I crazy? Am I looking through this through Arsenal color glasses, or or is was that no, a penalty? No. Listen, and VAR is 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 consistently this. They are not going to overturn hardly at VAR all. VAR is consistently going to give the credit to the referee on the pitch for interpretive plays, and they're going to be accurate to the micropixel on Off measurable sides. plays. That's just the way that it is. Now, is that ridiculous? Yes. Because we sit here and we're like, you're going to be that precise about that, but you're going to be that hands-off about that type yeah, of play. that's what it that, seems That's like. not consistent, right? It's consistently inconsistent. I'm on the record as saying I'm okay with that for this first season of VAR. It's, it's still a whole better lot better than, than what it was. That's exactly I'll right. I'll give you that. VAR stepped in and gave Crystal Palace a result this weekend that they wouldn't have had last season. We'll get to that's that in true. just a second. But, like, VAR is necessary. We need it. But at the same time, on an interpretive play... I'm just saying, I don't know... It's, I, it's a, Martin Atkinson said, not a foul. VAR is pretty much going to support that. You know that almost every time. Just unbelievable. It is kind of crazy. Well, but, but back I mean, to our original point. Yeah. It is not the player's fault if they embellish something and get the call to go their way as a result of their embellishment. That's not the player's fault. That is the player doing everything to get the to get the game to work to his advantage. That is up to the referee to get that call right. If I'm Mo Salah, if I'm Mo Salah, if I'm Jurgen Klopp, let's 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 go this way. If I'm Jurgen Klopp, Mo Salah's manager, I'm okay with Mo doing as much as he can to get the calls to go his way, even if that means there's a little bit of embellishment at times. Because as long as he doesn't get a yellow card for simulation, that's what the game calls for these days. Yeah, if you can that, get the call to go your way, do what you need to do. Another Men in Blazers tweet, when the Mane incident happened, was just two words. Contact, dive. That is, there is no dive anymore. There is only, you get a yellow card for the referee's decision that you that you flopped that you didn't have contact right that if that is the only contact, there, so so it's the same thing now with any discussion of zaha or sterling in previous years or harry kane or anyone else who's accused regularly of diving there's no such thing there is only contact and falling down and getting a call or not getting the call 
I, like you can make a meal of whatever you want to make a meal of, but there's obviously there is there a, like we've said it, you've said it before, Scott. I'm sure this is other people's. I think there is no, you don't get any bonus points for for standing in there for standing that's strong. Right. There, no, there is no. there is no. Bonus a lot of times that's the that. wrong thing to do. Right. You're punished if you are honest. Unfortunately, I hate that. I'm an idealist by nature. I want the right things to be rewarded. Honesty should be rewarded. But you know what? That's not how it works. You know, most Salah got away with a push. So you know what? He did the right thing by making the by doing what he did to extend the play. Yeah, Mane made the most of the penalty. I'm not going to argue with what Brendan Rodgers yeah. said. He did make the most of it. But it was the right thing for Mane to do because if Mane yeah. stays on his feet, there might not be a penalty there. And guess what? If there's no penalty there, Liverpool gets a draw in this match, almost guaranteed. So I hate it, but at the same time, if I'm a manager, I'm going to encourage my players to do it. I'm certainly not going to get in their way if they if they do. So I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm not going to punish. I'm certainly not going to single out Mo Salah like you just did for being a flopper, being flimsy, being inconsistent. He's doing everything he can do to help his club win, and no fan of any club would ask for any less from that club's players. He's a punk. That's your opinion. Salah leads all players in the match with five total shots. Hey there. Mane outshoots him on target three shots to two. Should I keep Mo Salah in my lineup? That's been the question this entire time, and I <laughs> and and this is yet another match where Mane's the. I mean, I thought at the very beginning, I thought the first maybe fifteen or twenty minutes, Salah seemed to be the one who was back in that center. He was he yes. was drifting a little bit more, a little further forward. He seemed to be in the so, box a little bit, but from that moment on, it was all Mane again. Can, and Salah was off. I, I mean, can Salah I did not. Salah didn't have a. Salah didn't have a good game here can i, I offer think he was that particularly some form of good tactical information on on these two players what mane does it's harder to defend what mane does what salah does is what he does not many people can do but it's easier to defend against and what i mean it, usually he wants to beat you speed wise mm -hmm. most of his goals happen because he's just faster than you his positioning is excellent he gets a run on you Mane is able to do more, whether it's heading, whether it's whether it's creating and or being the recipient of other shots. I'm just saying I feel like Mane does more and brings more to Liverpool at times overall. And I saw this stat. Credit Fantasy Scout, I think. Maybe maybe the Fantasy Premier League. All Mane's goals this year for the most part have been assisted by Firmino. With the exception of one, yeah. Yeah, Firmino is on Team Mane. And, and I was going to say, I think that speaks more to the positioning of Mane. And it probably in, does. In, because those la in that last, especially in the penalty area, running in the box, making right. some sort of making some sort and, of. And move I think that there. plays along with my point of Mane does things tactically better to put himself in scoring positions sure. more than Salah. Does. Well, there were two distinct moments in this match too where. Salah tried to outrun Leicester defenders, and he didn't. He, he couldn't he do didn't. it. He, yeah, well, they were fast. He didn't. He, they might have had a step on him. Sure. I believe Salah's probably faster than them. But Leicester defenders were up for it. They were. And, and I'll say this. In watching the game, are we still on that game? Yeah. In watching that game, what became evident in the second half that 
Leicester was not intimidated at all by the Liverpool offense. They were dominated. They were way calm in sure. defense. It's true. They were dominated in in all major statistical categories. But you're right. They 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 felt like they it belonged felt the there. The second half, it felt like it was Le- too even. Leicester's even close. I don't know I about felt control. Like, I felt like Leicester was a little no. bit in more control because not they, in control. Scott, they were getting the better shots. They, they more didn't have hardly any forward. shots. That's they had one true. shot on target. Yeah, they had two total shots. Well, it they, does. It it felt. It honestly. Tell me the, what you thought. No, I I understand what you're saying. There was definitely a time where they were pressing. They were definitely pressing more. It just wasn't it, resulting in shots. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't lead to much. So I, when I saw that they only took two shots, that looked surprising. That looked surprising to me, to me. because yeah. It, yeah. because it felt like. Lester was the one that was kind of putting the pressure. Their on. only shot on target was the James Madison goal. Hey Scott, should I bring him into my team? Maybe. So right now, I have two point eight bedillion pound dollars in the bank waiting to be used. I don't hate any of their matches the for the second. rest I of the turn, year. I know that, that's, here, like, that's real, exactly it. I, real, that you, I don't think you can pick wrong. Let's talk about this because this is this is real fantasy advice right here. That you all, I want you two to offer me. Every single thing up to this point, I would like to make the disclaimer, has not been in any way advice. Do not listen to anything else. So listen, before you get up, don't get up. I've got to get more bourbon. Listen. How can I give good advice without turn, bourbon? I can turn Cantwell into Madison. Okay. Or I could turn like a Matt Lowton into a Trent Alexander-Arnold. Hmm. Where do you think my money is better well spent? Defense. You think you think TAA? I think TAA is going to get more for you than James Madison. Madison's going to give you even an occasional. That, well, even with less. Okay, so Liverpool's next five games aren't the greatest. Like it's tougher matchups. Sure. And even though that they've been on fire, I'm not saying that they haven't been. And yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold, probably the top scoring defender, right? Or close to it. He's close to it. Pereira. The per- thing no, is, he's tied is, with Pereira. Even with all of Leicester's great fixtures coming up, their goals could come from one of six places. It really it's could. True, but Marty always seems to be in the middle of it. Barnes, Iosi Perez, Tielemans, if Perez, Madison. If Perez gets minutes, he's been he's what are been your in and out. Oh, so, so Scott says TAA. He thinks it'd probably be better spent there. Do you you agree with him? Well, I, I mean, the only thing, my hesitation, and it's not because you're not, I mean, not because he's not going to get points, because, I mean, we know what they're capable of, but yeah. Liverpool's matches are just not as, on paper, are not as favorable as Leicester's are. That's my only hesitation. But but, but if me, you were looking at a center back for Liverpool, then you'd say no, but you're talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Right, Trent Alexander-Arnold is my... That is, I've made so many mistakes this season. <laughs> one but, of the big ones. But really, that is my, I think that's my worst one. Is getting Was rid of thinking him. I could match his productivity with high dollar defenders from other clubs. It gotcha. just has not happened. It is not, it was not a right move. Uh, even though based on purchases, based on form, based on everything, based on everything that looked like was happening in the first three weeks. Right. It, it ended up being completely wrong. I'm just thinking if you have... You don't love... At this point, it's it's a bad matchup for everyone playing Liverpool. So them playing at Manchester United, I don't know. It's not... Right now, this Manchester United feels like they're dead. I mean, it just feels like a... Tr- it feels like 
absolute garbage. It feels like, and they follow that up by playing now by transitive property the new Trash Birds. They play at home to Tottenham in in two weeks after the new Trash Birds. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) did you? You missed it. I did. He said the new Trash Birds. It took me a moment to go back to uh, my 11th grade math to remember what transitive property meant. But well done, Brian. Well done. <laughs> Much applause. Manchester United and Tottenham back to back. So uh, several weeks ago, you look at that and say, oh boy, here come the red matchups. Right, and but now, now you look at them and you say, sure. this is very dangerous for Manchester United and Tottenham unless they can get some stuff together over the international break. Yeah. Aston Villa and then Manchester City. So the, in the next four weeks, Liverpool's matchups... Yeah, they look red here in the color-coded system. Could they? Could could Manchester United get a goal at home? Sure. Sure. The play the way anyone if if Southampton can do it, Manchester United can do it. And then Tottenham, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with them by three weeks after the you know in three weeks? Right. So I I should have already found a way to get Trent Alexander Arnold back into my team. Sure. I'm just saying, I think like if you're looking at Soyuncu, Soyuncu, you're looking at Pereira. You're looking at Ben Chilwell. I, I know. I'm never looking at Ben. I Chilwell. know, but Ben Chilwell, yes, Ben Chilwell is like the least desirable. It's option. mostly just because he has the same hairstyle I had when I was in high school. Yes, that's not a helpful thing for sure. You wish you were but, as dreamy as him, Scott. But <laughs> midfield, I mean, yeah, I am I mean, as if, dreamy if, as him. If, if it's James, I mean, I think James Madison is the obvious choice. I, I don't think, I don't think you could trust. Telemans, Harvey Barnes, or Iosi Perez. No. Well, look, as much been, as you can you trust James Madison, the, the Madison. I love him. Team. I think he's amazing. I think he is. I think he looks so obviously outstanding this season. But, uh, and but I think he, he should great. have had more returns than he but has. Don't had. buy him. Is that what you're saying? No. If I could go, if if it, if the option for me was there, and and I had the option to go from. Todd Cantwell to James Madison. If you're asking me who I would rather have, Cantwell or Madison, I way rather have James Madison. Okay, what about? But you'd rather have the Trent Alexander Arnold over Madison, which is fine. There's no. I don't think, I don't think it's a wrong answer in this. This is just a either or thing. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a really tough. I think that's a really tough choice for the money. But I think if I had to buy one of those guys, you're saying like from this point on, rest of the season. No, I, I think I agree with Scott. I would rather have. Weeks. I think I would rather have Alexander Arnold for the totality of the season. But but in this run of matches now, I don't think it's bad at all. It's Leicester. There, it's not going to get harder than it was this weekend. It's not going to get worse for them. And they arguably could have deserved. They probably did deserve a one-one result. Right. It's I don't not, know about that. It's not going to oh, get. Lord. Stats don't say that. It's not going to get. What I'm saying is they played admirably here. That's, Absolutely, that's, and that's what it was. And, yes, they and, were admirable and it is defeat. not, and it is not going to get harder. No, it is not. It's only going to get easier, much, much easier. And and they've already shown. We talked about like they've talked about potential. it before. They've talked about it with Vardy now. Vardy's not scoring against the the big teams, and he's scoring against all the he's he's flat track bullying. Right, all right now. Scott. They were almost even up in possession, and Liverpool outshot them. Leicester had more corners. They were offsides less. I'm just saying, and random. Look, I'm just saying you you will oh like so the only thing that Liverpool was better at is goals was, was shots on target <laughs> yes, and goals goals. 
It was given to them. Okay. I think Liverpool Mark deserved Albrighton three points. Doesn't know how to communicate with his goalkeeper, and it was a it was a horrible miscommunication that gifted Mane even a position to get on that ball to get fouled. Okay, so Leicester gave them that, and so or did Liverpool take it? Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Very very well. You are almost By the way. <laughs> almost as ridiculous as my brother. Well, as long fine. as it's almost as ridiculous, I'm fine with that. By the way, uh, I might not still have Ben Chilwell's hair, but he certainly doesn't have my podcast voice. Thank mm, you very much. That's, that might be true about that. I still like Ben Chilwell. Well, we haven't done this in a while, but we went longer than expected. And so what I decided to do, we had no idea at the time of actual recording this. But I decided to split this up into two parts. So we do have an extended international break. This will probably play into that well. And I hope you don't get too upset with me. But it just needed to happen. So enjoy this, I don't know, part one, side A. And we will get the B side out as soon as possible. Thanks. Thanks.